Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting, like I am right now, the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality. What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. 
That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive combo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Nothing changes until we accept responsibility for where we are. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. I'm Mike Vardy. And I'm joined today by somebody who is really adept at helping people navigate uncertainty, especially in the wake of a world that constantly throws uncertainty at us. And we try to engineer certainty. And and I I have to say that over the last year plus, uh, 2020 into 2021, uncertainty has been something that we can all definitely understand and have lived with. Well, David Nagel... We get into that during this conversation. David is uh, somebody who is highly acclaimed in the business world. He has coached thousands of entrepreneurs uh, internationally to become seven and eight figure business owners. He's worked with Jen Sincero, who is the best-selling author of You Are a Badass. He's got this growth mindset, and I think that's key when you are trying to navigate a world of uncertainty. We get into that and a whole lot more during our conversation here on the podcast today, and glad you're listening. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with David Nagel here on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. So for those that are not familiar with you and your work, I'd love just to give a brief intro so that we can start leaning into things because some people may certainly know who you are, but some people might be uncertain. And you'll see why I mentioned that in just a few minutes there, listener. (laughs) Uh Yeah. So um, I have a a company that's been around for 21 years this month. Um, uh, It's a global coaching company and primarily we help entrepreneurs and young entrepreneurs uh, learn how to think and strategize uh, to take their business as high as they want it to go. And it's a it's a very rewarding career. I'm an author. I'm a speaker, um, and you know, like to think that we're putting a lot of good out in the world. So I want to talk about uncertainty because that's one of the areas that you you've kind of been focusing on in light of what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, as we're recording this, but clearly, even as you know, this listeners are listening to this, there's going to be uncertainty to navigate, uh, regardless uh, what no matter what the situation is. What how important is it for people to learn and and be able to navigate through areas of uncertainty? Well, I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, the the when we go through our day, when we get up in the morning and we're all looking at the the day that we have in front of us, I think the quality of that day is very reliant upon how certain we feel inside of ourselves, how, you know, I think that determines the, our productivity, our clarity of mind, the decision-making process that we're in, uh, our mental and our emotional health. And the thing that's interesting about what we're all experiencing right now is that for the most part, everybody's, everybody's reaction to the world, to life, to anything that's really going on, is based on pattern recognition, how we're raised, the things that we've experienced in our life, what we've been told to believe, how we how we actually go through the the process of thinking, and what we're seeing in a in an uncertain environment is that 
individuals do not have the pattern recognition to understand how to deal with um, this much uncertainty and the severity of the uncertainty. So without actually learning the process of, of how to think through an uncertain time, uh, through the different problems that we have, so that we can really consciously determine the meaning that we're given to things. It, it creates an extremely big problem that, that, that we're seeing. And I, I think that we haven't even begun to see how big the problem is. I think a lot of it uh, will be determined afterwards, you know, after we, after we kind of turn the corner and pull out of some of the problems that we have. I think the statistics are going to really blow people away as to far as the detriment that's being created by these uncertain times. What do you say to the person who keeps getting pulled by the current, you know, like the people who are, you know, and, and I mean, I think we all fall victim to it every once in a while. That current of uncertainty is really strong, right? Like there's so many different things that are, that are coming at us that we've never faced before in our lifetime. And, and, and I would posit even a series of lifetimes before this to a degree yeah. based on everything. Yeah. It's like the, the tempest in a, the perfect tempest or a perfect storm. How, how do you avoid getting swept up by the current of it all? I think part of it is to understand that every piece of it has its own agenda. Um, the people that that are behind the the debates, the the agreements, the disagreements, the problems, the solutions, all of these individuals, and I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but just to really understand from the, the truth of it is that everybody has an agenda. And with the media the way that it is today, which is also something that we've never seen before, just the, the sheer size uh, and capacity of, of how much information is coming at us, that, that media has an agenda. And part of the agenda is to get individuals to take some kind of action, to react to what is being said, what is being done, to fulfill the agenda of the people that are putting the information out there. If we understand that as like a foundational level of how to think about this, one of the things that we can kind of step back for a moment and determine is first and foremost, what's the agenda for my life? How do I want my day to go? How do I want this time that I'm experiencing to go for me so that we can realize that a lot of the reactions that we're having are deliberately created so that we actually react from an emotional perspective and fulfill somebody else's agenda. What about those moments of certainty that we have? So I want to shift shift a little bit and say, like, do people tend to, in your experience with the work you do, do they do they tend to hang on to those and maybe even um, cling to them to just cope with this? And is that a is that a way to to start navigating, or is it rather uh, counterproductive? Um, so the answer is yes. I think people do cling to them and I think they cling to them because they don't know what else to cling to. Mm. The, the human mind works in a way where our reptilian brain is always on the lookout for fear. It's, it's, it's constantly looking out for something that could harm us. You know, the, the tiger in the, in the jungle type of a scenario. So most of our days, you know, in, in, when, when things are kind of normal in our world, the, the uncertain things that happen to us, we already have a, a, a pre-programmed reaction as to how to deal with it. And right. that's past experience. That's how we were raised. It's the belief systems that we have, the values that we have. So nothing's too far out of that box. But when it gets really far outside of the box, like for when COVID, when COVID hit, something that nobody's ever really experienced before, the mind wants to hang on to something so that it feels that it's in somewhat of control. Right. And if the only thing that it can hang on to 
is the belief that it's created around normal, some kind of normalcy in our life. It will ignore what's happening in people. You know, I mean, that's why we call it denial in a lot of cases. A person will hang on to the thing that they know is certain, even if the certainty around that is evaporating right in front of them. They will hold on to it until something forces them to then focus on something else. Now, is that healthy or not? I think it's health. I mean, it depends on what the alternative is that you're looking at. If you're looking at mental illness, if you're looking at um, people not being able to handle it and they start to go into any kind of substance abuse uh, or abuse of another person or any kind of uh, dysfunctional behavior or thinking, then in the moment, hanging on to it would probably be a healthy thing. But to understand that we are hanging on to it because we don't, we really don't know how to deal with the information that's, that's coming at us, so to speak. Um, until we can find a way to think about it is, is probably a, a healthier thing. And I think that for, for many people, they don't know that that's actually what, what they need to do. They don't know that they need to actually find a proactive way to think about all of the things that are happening and determine the, for themselves the most, what is the course of action that they need to take for their own life? If a person does, if they think that, that, all the power is being taken away from them because the things that are happening are so big, they don't feel like they have an alternative. So to hang on to what they know is better than to just be in the chaos of, of uh, everybody else's belief system. So one of the things that, and I think this, this leans in nicely to, to this area that I, that I explored recently. So I recently went on a retreat, like a step away from everything, just to kind of get some clarity and to figure out where like to kind of figure out the best path forward, right? In both right. and not just work stuff, but life stuff, right? How how important is it for people to step back? Like just to almost I wouldn't say necessarily go to the extreme I did, which is basically get a cabin in the woods for like three days and just remove myself so I can get clear. But like some level of that so that they can figure out, like you said, the the, the way forward. I think it's very important. I think what you did is a, is a great idea. And I think people need to do it to some extent for themselves just to kind of get their bearings, you know, um, from an emotional psychological perspective, we've kind of had the wind knocked out of our sails, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. We can, if we can step back and ask ourselves some really productive questions, like what is the truth about what's really going on? Not even from the fact that we know that there's so much misinformation going on out there, but if we look at the if we look at the chaos that we are living in, what is the truth behind this, um, and how, how what does that truth mean to me? And then understanding that we have a choice as to what meaning we want to give all of this stuff, or because if we don't do that, then by default we accept the meaning that other people are giving us, and then when that happens, we're back into fulfilling their agenda again, mm-hmm. without any conscious thought. You know any. Uh, any ability to really dig in, find out what's the truth. What do I want this to mean? How do I want this to affect my life? We cannot forget we have the, we still have the power to be able to make those choices for ourselves independent of what's happening. And I, and I think that your, your statement is, is very accurate that people need to take a step back and begin to um, uh, really examine what's going on and what their thinking process is. What about the first thing in the morning? So let's assume that people can't do, or they feel that they can't do it. I mean, there are ways to get away even for a day or two, 
Um, and it's, I think one of the things that I discovered is that if you can't take care of yourself, you can't possibly take care of the other things around you, your family, all that stuff. So my wife was like, yeah, go take a couple days, just go in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I, we had an election happening here in my province and I, I had voted, I voted by mail, but by the time I got like, by the time I actually checked back, I'm like, oh, the election happened. You know, yeah. like I wasn't even so to, to mornings. Let's 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 say to it to like, OK, someone is needing to do this now. Um, how can they start their day in a way that kind of propels them in the right direction around like sort of engineering certainty to a point or at least navigating like those elements of uncertainty? Because I think that's a good place to start for someone who is, you know, just, hey, I'm, I'm kind of lost. I need to do something about it now. Yep. Yep. That's a good idea. So here's what I recommend. First thing in the morning, once a person's awake, I think that they, a person should be reflective and remind themselves of the things that they know that they can be grateful for. So maybe that's their family. It could be their home. It could be their job. Um, things that are solid in their life still that they can be grateful for. Because I think that it helps us kind of wrap our, wrap our, our strength around what we already know instead of it just going crazy with what's actually being kind of shoved in our face. So what are we actually grateful for? What's important about that is that I think in order to be able to see beyond what we know and be able to practice gratitude, it helps if we've created the momentum of being in it to begin with. And a person may say, well, why would I, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to practice gratitude or make that a practice? Because when we, when we come from a place of gratitude, it allows us to see options. So whatever emotional state that we're in, in any given moment is going to basically control our perception of whatever it is that we're experiencing. Right. And I want to make sure that the perception that I have is allowing me to have options. If my perception is being controlled by uh, an outside stimulant, you know, like i.e. the media, it's, I don't necessarily see my options. I see a constructed view of the world or a constructed view of a problem. And then I'm locked into what are the options being presented to me? Well, that doesn't necessarily tell me what all my options are. It only tells me what people are choosing to tell me my, what my options are. But if I practice gratitude, I can take, I can remove that agenda from my mind. I know I can go to what's real in my own life right now. I can experience what it feels like to have that gratitude, and I can carry that gratitude, uh, that emotional experience into the objective world and start looking at things through gratitude, which allows me to start seeing what's good about what's happening. It's very, very easy to see what's bad about what's happening. I recently did a podcast where I was pointing out that like 99% of the media that we consume around the world is negative. It has a negative bent to it. And it, it is that way. It, it's constructed that way because it gets people to react to it. Yep. So if I want to find out what's good about something, I want to make sure that I'm in a productive emotional state that will allow me to see the things that are good. It will help open up my perception so I can determine what's good. And then I can start making educated decisions for myself as how I want to move forward. So how I set myself up in the beginning of the day, I think has a tremendous value to how I experience that day. The other thing that I do is I look at what, what is my day consist of? I'll open up my calendar. I'll see that I have meetings or an interview or a podcast or whatever it is that I'm doing. And I'll determine 
how I want to show up as a person during those things. Who do I want to be? So I'm pre-framing how I want to show up uh, in a meeting, how I want to show up in a podcast. What is what is the best version of myself that I can bring to the table um, to be in service of others and in service of myself that day? And for me, it, it all starts with gratitude because like I said, what it does is it, it opens up my options and it allows me to perceive what's good about everything in front of me. If I need to know what's bad about it, it's easy to find out what's bad about it. Um, and then I can, I can look at that objectively as how do I need to think about this? What is this? How does this affect me? Or how does it uh, affect maybe employees or, or customers or clients? And then make decisions based on, on truth knowledge versus just um, uh, being an emotional pawn for the rest of the world. Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not because CrashPlan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast, so take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a 
dive during a late night work session. With Crash Plan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, Crash Plan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's crashplan.com slash timecrafting. Back up better with Crash Plan. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And now let's take a break from the conversation for these messages. Small businesses have always shown an incredible ability to adapt, innovate, and survive, even more so this past year. Now, another way you can adapt and grow is by finding the right people to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that for free. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's vast and diverse network of 740 million professionals. Fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivations you need for your business. Then, with simple filtering and management tools, you can easily review, rate, and hone in on your top candidate. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person for your role fast. And your first job post is free. Just visit linkedin.com slash timecrafting. That's linkedin.com slash timecrafting to get your first job post for free. LinkedIn.com slash timecrafting. Terms and conditions apply. I'm a big fan of Setapp, and I have to say that I'm really happy that they've come back on as a sponsor of the podcast. And and if you've not tried Setapp yet, you really need to give it a go. Getting things done is always a challenge, and it's something that everyone struggles with. Everyone. And one way to tackle it is to make sure you have the right tools. And for your computer, that means the right apps. But the problem is not all apps do what they promise. It's easy to download a lot of them, set up accounts, and even pay a small fee to use them. And then they sit unused. It's so easy to clutter your devices with apps that just didn't work out. And that's why there's Setapp. Setapp is on a mission to help users get more done. With Setapp, there's no more worrying about having to search for apps to solve a problem because with Setapp, you get high quality apps for every task. Setapp curates and recommends the right apps for you so you can focus on 
your work. And you can quickly find and select the most effective apps you need for tasks, both the ones you do every day and the ones you do once in a blue moon. I know I've come across that several times while using Setup. I, there are some apps I use consistently, and then there's ones every once in a while like Permute and Downy and those ones that I only use every once in a while. Setup users feel more empowered as well. They're more confident they're spending their time on their tasks. They have the right apps at their disposal, so they're more productive. They get more done, and they can spend more time doing what they enjoy. With Setup, you can think about your tasks, not apps. And Setup packs over 200 high-quality apps for your Mac and iPhone into one. There's an app for almost any task, any task, so you can stay in your flow and finish what you started. Setup has a dedicated curation team as well, and they only select the highest quality apps, so you don't have to search for the best tools anymore. They're already in Setup. Best of all, it's a great value. Instead of paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. New apps are added to Setup regularly, updates are free, and all the apps are full-featured pro versions. I want you to take advantage of what Setup has to offer, and they've got a great deal for listeners of the Productivityist podcast. Just head over to setapp.com to try Setup free for a week. Now, if you like Setup, plans start at just $9.99 per month. That's a crazy value, and you can use it for as long as it's useful for you, and, and trust me, it will be useful for you for quite quite some time, a long time. I'm a Setup user. I love it. I know you will too. So head over to setapp.com. That's S-E-T-A-P-P.com right now. Try it free for a week. And I'd like to thank them for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. I know you'll get a lot out of Setup. Give it a try today. Now let's get back to the show. Would you say that um, working on that inner stuff, the inward uh, intentions, like so basically like you said, and I do the same thing, right? Like the idea of, of, and, and it's not, again, it's been challenging because there's been so much odd stuff thrown at us, such as, you know, kids not being in school necessarily, you know, right. all that stuff. Um, that's the stuff we can control though. The inner stuff, like how, like the words I'm hearing, like proactive, that's about control and command, right? Whereas reactive yeah. is about, you know, kind of things are, you know, things, things just happen. And I mean, we, you've probably heard of the, the, the idea that we are both happening to the world and the world is happening to us. And we kind of get to decide, um, when, when it comes to the end of the day, because you, you mean, as you've said, the day you, you frame it and pre-frame it as much as possible, you get a sense of what's going to happen. But obviously once you start going out into the world, um, there is some interactivity that's going on that can, you know, that's clearly you have no way of knowing exactly how it's going to unfold. So at the end of the day, do you find, a way to kind of bookend it so that you can get back to center, so to speak? Absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, based on the experiences that I've had, and I'm a pretty voracious note taker, whether it's mentally or I, mm-hmm. I absolutely get to get a chance to write it down. If there's specific things that I want to think about or I need to research, I have a rule that I don't react to anything. Like I'll take 48 hours to think about big things that are, that are going wrong uh, and really make sure that I'm centered in my thought process around something. Because the last thing I want to do is to to make a, emotional decisions about anything. So at the end of the day, I look back and ask myself a couple of questions. Number one, uh, how did I show up the way that I determined that I wanted to this morning? Did I show up the way that I wanted? And if not, why didn't I? Was there something that hijacked my mind, my thought process, my emotional state? And what's that about? for me, because I know that whenever that's happening, I'm running some kind of story emotionally. 
And I want to make sure that I'm not dragging that story into critical decisions that I have to make for my business or my family on any given day. Um, the other thing that I think is important about this is that not only is it uncertain, but a lot of a lot of the the results about what what has happened has changed uh, the 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 distribution, the way that we receive things and the way that we contribute things to society and the distribution that we have all around the world, the way that, that money or products or services come to us or flow out from us is very much taken for granted. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's like, it's just an assumption. This is the way that it is. This is the way that it's always been, so to speak. And it's how we get on with our life. When those, um, when that distribution is interrupted, and a person does not know how to create um, different channels of distribution for themselves, it can be a very frightening thing. And we see a lot of people have that happen with the loss of jobs or businesses, um, that type of thing. So I think that um, the another idea about gratitude and really thinking about how you're thinking is so that we can stay in a creative solution uh, type of a thought process where we're actually looking for solutions to the problems that we're experiencing. And we're not going down a road of fatalism where it, it's completely nonproductive because our mind is not working for us. It's working against us based on how we're actually experiencing those things. So at the end of my, at the end of my day, I want to make sure that I am consistently working and being part of the solution, no matter how big the challenge is. Because I think all the challenges, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that the challenges that we're going through, on, especially on a global basis, is because we're changing as a society. There is massive change that is taking place and is going to have to take place. And throughout history, we know that when massive change has happened, it, it often gets very messy, and we're experiencing that right now. So I'm, I'm thinking that you know, from, a, from a, an optimistic place, that things are going to get better and we need to go through this, but we also need to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. And that requires that we're solution oriented in our mind. And we're thinking more from an aspect of how can I, how can I first and foremost create this for me and my family, but then where can I help somebody else? Because I think that we all have the ability within the realm of our little world, whatever that might be for, for the individual listener, how can we help another person? Where can we be of benefit? Where can we take our expertise or our kind word or our productive thought and be a benefit to someone else? Because I think that that helps move everybody into a better place. What about journaling? I mean, you say you're a voracious note taker and yeah. I mean, it, there's something about journaling and I've, I've, I've said this before that it's an undervalued and underrated productivity tool, not just a coping mechanism, but it actually can help you course correct. Are you, do you take some of those notes in journal? Do you journal in general? Like, do you, do you keep that? Cause that, that often comes hand in hand with gratitude to a degree. Yeah, I do. And, and admittedly I'm hot and cold on it. Um, I'll, I'll do it several different ways. Sometimes it's typing on my computer. Sometimes it's actually writing in a written journal. Sometimes it's verbal recording. Yeah, same. I'm a, I'm a very verbal person because I talk for a living. So, um, a lot of times it is, it, I will just go into my podcast studio and I will just, uh, you know, like let it all come out. And that's very often the way that I, I work through it. 
I find that my mind works faster that way than writing it down, but it's, it's the same effect. I totally agree with you. I think it's a great, it's a great process and it's a great cathartic process also. I want to, as we get close to wrapping up here, talk a little bit about just what you've found, um, because I think that, like, that's gotten your way, like that that has, um, because I think people need to hear, and and I come across this way, I I I navigate this as well with productivity practices, is that you know we we often teach what we need to learn the most to a degree, right? Like we've right. we've gone through this, so during this particular time, which I mean, as this episode's airing, we're not out of it yet, you know? And I mean, uh, how, what have you found that that's tripped you up? You know, what is, you know, what is kind of like, oh, you've, you've caught yourself got David, come on, man. Like what, what is, what has caught you up or tripped you up? I think, I think reacting to the, all of the, the uprising in the, in the racism that's mm. going on. Um, I have had a lot of pressure when I mean a lot of pressure, I mean a lot of pressure from other colleagues in my industry who believe that I should respond to this in the way that they think that I should respond to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it took me, it took me probably a good week to really decide how do I want to respond to this? Do I want to respond to this? Um, what do I consider as my responsibility as, as part of the solution to this? And it, it, it really, it did triggered me for, a few, it still does mm-hmm. a little bit because I don't, really agree with how we are responding or reacting to this problem. I believe we do have a huge problem. Um, I just don't think that the way that, that we are doing handling it right now is, is productive at all. And I think that it's being exacerbated by other problems that we have going on. So that one has probably been the biggest challenge, even though like I had to really revamp my whole business because I do live events. I speak live all over the world and we had to change everything to virtual. That was actually easier for me than dealing with the problems that are going on with the, with the racial injustice that we have right now. And, and let me just be clear. The problem is how do I, what do I feel in my heart is my best uh, effort in, in being proactive and productive as part, as part of the solution. Right. And there's, and there's, it's unclear as to what the right answer to that is. I agree. Right. Um, I know that, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I, rarely publicly talk about that kind of stuff just because I've all often had the idea that when you're on the internet and you're running business, the things you don't talk about are sex, politics, and religion. You kind of steer yeah. clear of those because those are very polarizing issues. But I think on that episode, I kind of said, look, internet, I've been, you know, it's like the first date thing. You don't want to talk about it on the first date, but when you've been with someone for a while, you probably, I mean, those things are important, right? Cause those are values and things like that. So I, I publicly finally said something, but again, you don't know, um, cause some people would say, oh, it's, it's, it's this or it's that you didn't do it right. And I think that in some cases, you know, the idea of being deliberate, deliberately delaying as opposed to outright, you know, avoidance, there is a, there is a difference. And only the only person that can reconcile that within themselves is the person, not, not anybody yeah. else. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think I did the same thing. I waited for a while before I, before I actually said anything. And it was, it was weird because the longer I waited and I'm not talking about forever, I'm just talking a couple of weeks, the more pressure I was getting for people. Like you need to say something, you need to say something now you need to do it this way. And I'm like, I am not doing that. I am just, I do not want any part of what you think my agenda should be as far as my responsibility to say something or do something about this. But I had to get really centered in myself as to 
what do I believe based on everything that's being said? And what do I think is, is my voice best used for in that direction? All right, David, before I let you go, if someone wants to start today, they're listening to us talking like, you know what, I'm tired of being frazzled and I want more focus and I'm, I'm being pulled in a bunch of different directions and none of them are the way I really want to go. What's one simple, not necessarily easy, because there's a distinction there, simple action that someone can take after listening to this podcast to start navigating uncertainty in a much better way? Responsibility. Um, nothing changes until we accept responsibility for where we are. Once we do that, we and and you know it's it's kind of cliche because we do hear it a lot. Unfortunately, there's a difference between hearing it and really understanding what that means. When we when we stop blaming uh, altogether, we literally take power back our power to choose, and then we can sit down and decide how we want to show up in this world and start making significant changes. Because once we start making decisions. That's when things change, not when we're thinking about making decisions. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, if we're coming from a place of uncertainty, very often a person will be projecting that responsibility or the way that they feel that life is happening to them on everything else, and they're not actually taking that power back for themselves. So no matter what time we're going through in history, when I'm I'm teaching a, a client or a group of individuals, I always come from first step is responsibility. And then let's get clear on, on some outcomes, right? So we, we know what problems are. We know what problems are not. We know things that we need to change, what we don't like, that type of stuff. But we're not going to change anything until we take responsibility first. And that, again, not easy, but simple. <laughs> exactly. That's true. You're, you're 100% on with that. I agree. David, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today on the Productivities Podcast. Where can people keep up with you and your work and allow you because you talk about a lot of stuff not just this yes correct they can go to so my podcast is the successful mind podcast they can get a very rounded experience of us doesn't cost them anything and they can always go to my website davidnagel.com david thanks again for joining me today on the productivity podcast thanks mike it was a real pleasure thanks so much for taking the time to listen to me and david talk over the past you know little while here. Uh, There is a lot more to unpack and you can learn more about David, of course, through the links in the show notes, which you can find in the podcast application that you're using to listen to this show. And you can also subscribe to the podcast while doing so. Just click the subscribe button in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Overcast, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening to this episode. That way you don't miss a single episode coming down the pipeline, but also you can easily search the archives and find episodes that I've had with uh, Gretchen Rubin, uh, Keith Ferrazzi, uh, Derek Sivers, Seth Godin, and many more. There's over 350 episodes in the archive that you can access really easily just by becoming a subscriber. So do yourself a favor, hit the subscribe button today. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come and you can easily find what's happened in the past. This episode is now past as well. We are done. I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivityist podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.